curbs and shit. Yes, it's me, Healthy Balancer, fucking <laughs> Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. What's going on, you fuckwits? It is Wednesday, the 23rd, 24th, 24th. Twenty fourth of um, August, twenty twenty two. Busy day, my friends. I did a little. Um, these joggers here, got a nice pace. A fucking sweaty guy with a friggin' sweaty belly. Got a little fanny packs on, trotting down the road. 82 degrees on a Wednesday, beautiful Wednesday. I did this little experiment this morning, you know. Uh, be honest with you, part of my weekly rhythm, what happens is, uh, because I have Tuesday off, I usually have a pretty busy Monday. And it's like the rest of us, it's a little bit difficult to part ways with the weekend. And so I get the Sunday scaries. And this guy should be wearing a helmet. He's going to ride a bike like that. Gets the Sunday scaries. I get a little Sunday scaries, and then I'm like, all right, Monday looks fucking rock and roll. So I get pumped. I have been doing my Monday, Wednesday, Friday with my man Mike kicking ass. And I feel good, man. I've been freaking training, kicking ass and taking names getting swole, burning calories, feeling good. The thing about going to the gym, as I've mentioned before, time and time again, you go and you're like, you know, you're dragging ass, it's Monday morning, it's early, and then you get in there, and you get on the other side of that workout. During the workout, it's like that biofeedback, so your your blood gets pumping, and your mind gets moving, and your body, of course, is moving, and muscles are squeezing, and nerves firing, so that, like, electrifies, literally, nervously, in a, uh, in a nervous system kind of way, it electrifies all of your anatomy. It activates it. It has to fire up. It has to warm up, you know, for the day in order to do that work. So it's like a little training ground for you going off into the world. That's why I recommend everybody bring a workout. And you're a goddamn fool if you ain't doing it. And I'm not saying you need to lift weights or do CrossFit or anything. I'm saying you just need to move. Take a nice walk. Get on a bike, you know, do some weight training, do some stretching, get out in the open air, especially with the summer coming to an end and these beautiful autumn days coming. It's going to be absolutely magnificent out. So get out there and burn some calories. Get some freaking, get some huffing and puffing going. That's important for you to do. That's important for our cardiovascular system. Say that. And fucking our respiratory system, say that. It'll get your digestion going better and your blood sugar, your fuel system, you know. Your blood sugar levels will stabilize and your muscles will get primed for action. And new text messages. I wonder who that is. Big, they'll get bigger and stronger. <laughs> That's my friend. My friend Brad. This is the best, man. You know, I've been, you know, I told you the story about the man from Dubai, and he turns out he's most probably a Romani or a Gypsy. And they reported, I told you that police officer 
um, patient of mine showed me a freaking bulletin that warned about activity of Romanians or Romani, what I believe they're talking about, gypsies, which there's a stigma around gypsies, but uh, they're not all bad people, just like any any group of people, you can't, um, <clears throat> I don't know, you can't stereotype against all freaking Irish because you got beat up by some drunk in an Irish pub sometime, right? Or all Italians, you can't say all their all Italian women are hairy just because you your old girlfriend had a mustache on her upper lip. You know, whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying. To judge all by the actions of a few is bigotry. So these fucking gypsies love and respect to any of the ones that are peaceful and, and not scammers, but I feel like I've been duped by the man from Dupe by and I'm pissed about it a little bit. I'm also very intrigued, very interested about gypsy culture. Uh, cinematic uh, portrayals, they flash across my mind. Uh, gypsies. You know, I remember when I was a young Marine getting off the friggin' ship, and these fuckers wanted to sell us flowers, a bunch of old ladies, and we all basically just waved them off, and they, they were doing something. They, they were, like, making gestures at us, like... Not the middle finger, but some sort of, like, curses, maybe. They're trying to curse us. Um, then, then there's the cinematic portrayals of carnies, which I'm trying to determine whether or not carnies, like a lot, whether a lot of gypsies, because they love to travel, they're always on the move. Also, carnies do that. So they wind up in traveling bands. Is that why, you know, some of the, you watch some cinematic portrayals of, people's names, they always sound like they're European, like, uh, you know, I can't think of a good, um, a good example of that, but, um, what was the movie about, the strangest, uh, not Stranger Things, series, but it was about a guy who was kind of like a villain, and he was part of this traveling circus, and it was Doogie Hauser, whatever that actor's uh, name is, he played the main character, and he was brilliant in it, it was from a book, a story, and it was absolutely amazing, was Jim Carrey in it as well, I don't know, it was an all-star cast, but it was excellent, and it was about... Like, kind of like weird traveling people. One guy was a strong man, and, and there was a, a, some twins that are, you know, trapeze artists and stuff, like the brothers, whatever, Kulak or whatever. These are, um, it reminds me of when we would go down to Bethany Beach in Ocean City. We'd go to this place called the Jolly Roger, and a lot of the, um, Does this motherfucker ride my ass? Like, why are people in such a hurry on this Wednesday evening? This fucking Jolly Roger, the, a lot of, they were like, um, it was a combo of standard carnival sort of thing with the rides and the throw the dart, break the balloon, shoot the clown in the mouth race with the water pistol. You hit the friggin' frog and it goes, gotta fly onto the lily pad. 
You know, you throw the rings on the bottles, all that fucking bullshit. Well, I guess this would be one reason why people are in a hurry, because there's an ambulance coming on my ass. It's probably the gypsies coming to take me away. I'm going to pull over here and be respectful. It's going to get loud. So I'll stand by. Slowing to a stop. Cover my left fucking ear orifice. Jesus Christ. Hope everybody's okay. So, in addition to all those games and rides, there were like, there was a trapeze artist and had like a little portable trapeze thing and and trampolines and shit like that. And these, and it was like twins or, a, you know, there's a guy who fucking, like the Ringling, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey surface, uh, Circus. And it's always the guy, who, people who would climb inside the, uh, the, the steel cage, like, orb, and they drive their motorcycles, and they do all kinds of crazy things, and people out there, you know, training animals and things like that. I wonder if a lot of the, a lot of carnies are also of gypsy descent, because, you know, these gypsies, sadly, they, there is a stigma, and they, they're often on the move, their people are, they don't trust them because they don't know them and they don't they come in the town and they kind of set up and how would you feel if there was a group of people that came in and set up their uh, their campers on like the edge of town let's say they just commandeered some field or whatever and they set up shop there and then there's a chiropractor that you know he adjusts people for ten dollars or whatever and they didn't go to school you know who fucking knows Let's say you're a plumber and this guy comes into town, this one gypsy, and he's like a, he'll do it for like half the price of what you'll do it. Take like nothing to do the job, just to be, just to take your, uh, become your competition or take your work away. Stuff like that. I don't know. I'm sure that's a stereotype, like these gypsies are going to do whatever. I have no idea, man. But it's interesting conversation. So that's that's what my buddy Brad and I were talking about. These gypsies are they also carnies and carnival culture? How about the movie on HBO? Something wicked this way comes. It was uh, written by. It was a fucking classic book, but also um, it was portrayed by James Coburn. He was in the movie. And there was like this evil circus master who came in. And under the cover of night, imagine you live in a Dust Bowl town somewhere in fucking Kansas or Oklahoma or something. And all of a sudden, in this little crappy town where nothing ever happens, this overnight, there's a train that comes in and there's all these rides. And there's a big, tall giant of a man and there's a fat guy or a fat lady. There's a strong, a strong man, and there's a, you know, the, some freaks and some acrobats and all this stuff, and all these lights and excitement and food and rides, and, and you just can't wait to line up to do that circus and take all this in and see these strange things. 
people love the strange, and so I guess that's something I'm interested because in. I, you know, you know me. There's a lot of strange people that are come around me. I've often described my office and the people <clears throat> in my midst, in my boot camp for many years, as like the big top. One of my uh, close friends, she would call. Uh, she would refer to me as like Howard Stern because I had this cast of characters that would gather because I accepted them I think I like to believe it's because I I just I love people and I listen to them and I honor them and I see their strengths you know kind of like <laughs> not to put myself on this kind of pedestal but it was um, the, the Greatest Showman the movie uh, the musical came out that was one of the things that that they portrayed um, uh, that ringmaster I forget his fucking name right now he's a historical figure they portrayed him as believing in people the bearded lady like he gave her a good life and a way to earn a living and a, and a way to perform and, and he gave her strength um, I think that all of us are freaks and kind of strange in our own way and we are taught that our differences we should hide the things that um, that make us different that we, there's a lot of pressure to conform and so I you know I truly believe like part of my Dr. O, Dr. Drill philosophy is that uh, you know I enjoy, I enjoy people and their differences and their um, their uniqueness I love that about people, I love that about me, and so um, I try to cultivate the things that make me different, because it makes me, I mean, not that it makes me special necessarily, but I like to carve wood with a chainsaw and make a big fucking tooth for my dentist friend, or, you know, I like to work out with people in the park on a Saturday morning and, you know, sing little songs, little cadences, and, and stay kind of half-ass in touch with my Marine Corps heritage, and, uh, you know, I like to talk about interesting things with people and tell little jokes and find out what's going on in in this person's life or that one's, and uh, I like to be, I like a little potty humor, a little bit of uh, harmless, off-color, you know, potty humor, because it's funny. And I gotta try to find ways, try to find ways to make this life enjoyable, you know? To entertain ourselves. To make this whole thing, this whole experience, um, to make it fun and interesting. And, uh, hypoglycemic and rather off track now, but my experiment this morning, because I knew today was going to be a busy day, and I looked at the schedule and I said, okay, let's see this one, that one, and read the plays and shuffle the cards, and this one's going to cancel or push back their appointment, and I had to get home for lunch, and then, you know, this one's going to reschedule, and a bunch of people called up. My experiment was that I said, I'm going into this day fucking full throttle. So I posted a little something on Facebook with a guy, he's a comedian, but he's, he's known for his, like, 
little wisdom, you know, drop these little quotes and they're, he's a comedian, so he makes you laugh, but he's all, it's humor, but it's also um, encouragement. You can tell that he's sincere about it. And he kind of has this big wispy white beard, looks like a fucking uh, green man, green spirit carving or something, like a fucking Santa Claus. But he looks like he's out of it a little bit. And he drops knowledge on you, like, basically he's, the, the meme says, you know, stay six feet away, stay six feet away from my good mood. <laughs> and isn't that true? You know, when you, you start your day out the way that I suggest, with a workout, you know, with some good, having had a good night's sleep, and having some people around that you care about, you love, and, and a job that's um, uh, more of a, or some sort of calling, like you, you, you have something that you've cultivated, that you've built, that you enjoy, and you make something, you make a, you make a life, not a living, right? Like I talk a lot about my work and how sometimes it can be stressful, just like your job or your career or whatever your situation is, but you have to build value into it, not beyond paycheck. You know, you have to enjoy what the hell you're doing and whistle while you work. Otherwise, you're going to be just another mi- fucking miserable motherfucker. And then you're going to make everybody else miserable. So when I say, you know, I picked up this quote, stay six feet away from my good mood, it's true. Because you know, as soon as you go out into this world, from the moment that you roll out of that rack, despite your best intentions and how you might feel, you if you were somewhat intuitive, even a little bit intuitive, you remember yesterday, or last week, or last month, or you, you can feel that the end of summer is coming, people are fucking getting back to their schedules, they're shopping, uh, you know, school shopping, they're miserable, they're tired, they're exhausted, it's, it's very emotional to, um, you know, to make all these changes and to think about school buses clogging the highways and stress in the, in the hallways and teachers going back to school and kids going back to school and got to have all our materials and emails start pouring in even more than they they do they did all summer you know now these emails start they're, you know start showing up and it's like ugh and so people are just bogged down by all this stuff and the, and the community and the society it's, it feels this change. You can't put your ear to the fucking to the ground and feel that train coming down, the vibration of that train coming down the track. Um, you can either, you know, stand in front of it with your freaking your eyes like saucers, eyes wide, and just get smacked, or you can fucking step away to the side of that train and grab onto the the damn rail or not the rail, grab onto the fucking railing at the, at the caboose and take a wild ride and walk through the freaking different cars and enjoy, enjoy yourself. So I posted that meme, I meant it, and I lived it today where it was a crazy day. I put on some a real nice varied soundtrack. A uh, patient this morning recommended... Um, Donovan Frankenwriter, and he's very, I'm going to add him to my weekly playlist, he is very much like Jack Johnson, 
kind of like an ocean, you know, beachy vibe. So check him out. I uh, played some Tom Petty today, played some Sophie Tucker, played some Jack Johnson, played some Rush for a friend of mine who the patient is really into Rush. And we sang. And we, you know, who the fuck is this now? Who's this cock? Probably a gypsy. So uh, we whistle while we work. As I was adjusting him where I was going like, barrel, barrel, and it was, I played working man. They call me the working man. Yes, that's what I am. They call me the working man. And then he started doing it. So I'm being weird. I'm singing the freaking song. We both appreciate the music. We got freaking Alex Lifeson on guitar. We got Getty Lee on vocals, on fucking uh, bass guitar, on synthesizer. Who else we got? We got fucking Neil Pert on drums. He's one of the best drummers ever. Um, so we're taking all this in. <clears throat> we're singing like fools. We're enjoying the hell out of ourselves. And we didn't talk shop. We didn't, you know, he shook his hand. He got down to the table. I gave him a freaking best adjustment I could to the best soundtrack I can imagine, given our collective enthusiasm for that band he got up, he shook my hand again we snickered a little bit and he he walked out into the wilderness and for that you know, 15-20 minutes we just that's what we do I licensed him by acting like a fucking fool, acting silly, I licensed his, and he's a pretty pretty like, my impression is that this gentleman is a pretty like straight lace type guy not a bump on a log but a, he's, he's kind of like a type A personality and here we are jamming out to fucking rush and I'm adjusting him and another patient I, <laughs> my friend Paintbrush who I love so much <clears throat> I started singing we're singing whatever song and she's I'm humming it and she's singing it and, and then I added a couple little you know profanity I forget what song it was I added some it was Journey we were listening to. And I threw a couple profanity in there. And she started cracking up, laughing her ass off. And I could tell. She's like, oh, I guess you wouldn't do that with just any patient. And she's right. You know? Because I know her. And she sees me. And I know, you know, that's not being inappropriate. It's, this is kind of like the language we speak. And that's what people expect of me is to be real and to be kind and caring and and accepting of uh, you know, that person came in my table you know jumped on my table from like Merck or whatever you know doing whatever job you know pharmaceutically involved task that probably is a, earns a, people a good living but is probably boring as shit and they get the Sunday scaries about that. They come into my office and we sing songs and <clears throat> tell fucking fart jokes and stuff like that. Um, and so that was my mission today. <clears throat> to get through a long, somewhat stressful day whistling while I worked. 
And man, I freaking love some of these people. Man. I talked to a grandma about her grandson had a little injury and he's in a, he's got his leg in a cast. He's 10 months old. Kid sitting there with a, or his arm in a cast, sitting there with a big uh, cast on his arm and healing up. Grandma went up there. She rescheduled uh, Monday because she had to go up and give him some love. And she did and he's healing up and my grandma comes in with a big smile on her face. <clears throat> And to have, you know, to have that experience with somebody and to spend time with them learning about what they have going on, it just, it, it fills me up, man. And now look, at the end of the day, uh, my confidant, Emily, I lay at the end of a day, busy day like that. <sighs> Excuse me. I'll lay down on the floor in my adjustment room. I'll just lay there for five minutes, stupefied, you know? Because it's finally quiet. It's like after a battle. I imagine, you know, you've got all this hellfire and brimstone, bullets coming down range, fucking catapults, flaming fucking oil dropped from castle walls and turds or whatever they do. And just just fucking mayhem. I say that in the most affectionate way, but it's, it's it's hard work. And then I lay down after taking all that in, telling all those stories and singing all those songs and doing my little dances and taking in all that emotion. All that effort. That you know, that requires energy. So I lay down there on the floor in a stupor, legs and arms spread, arms overhead, legs out, <clears throat> just splayed out there. And Emily said, you know, I don't think you should do that. I know you're tired, but I, I feel like you, um, and I know you need to do that, but uh, you're a lot more tired if you, if you lay down after that battle. I think it's appropriate that I do that, you know, it's in a similar way after any effort, physical or mental, you just need silence, you just need calm. It's like a performance, like I'm some fucking gypsy carnival, man, I'm a gypsy, you know what? Maybe I'm the gypsy. Here I am passing judgment on this man from Dubai who has my 40 hard-earned dollars somewhere in the wilds of Pennsylvania. He's hunkered down inside his caravan or his trailer or his whatever, and he's hanging out with all his, his family brought that home, they maybe they went to the market and they got some food for that, maybe turned $40 into $400 somehow, I don't know, he shouldn't be scamming people, and I'd like to smack his fucking face, um, but, uh, maybe I'm kind of the gypsy, 
into my own way. Maybe I'm a little strange, harmlessly strange, misunderstood perhaps. I don't think that there's too many people around that do things the way that I do them, that live the way that I live now. I'm not saying I'm a carny or I'm a gypsy or I'm a Romani and I don't, I'm just saying like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm kind of a strong man and I'm kind of a, I'm very flexible. Maybe I could be like the guy who gets out. Who the fuck is that? Hold on. Hey, honey. No, what's going down? nine o'clock. All right. Well, I guess, uh, I guess I'll go there now. All right. Where is it? What kind of dinner do I have? Okay. Okay. Why do you fucking lie? Well, don't be a fucking liar, you know? Even if you're a gypsy, don't be a liar, you know? I did that sort of stuff, I'll be honest, when I was a a young man. And 
that was always the, the way, right? You know, I guess the question is, I'm not going to get into that, but, you know, it was always like, oh yeah, you know, such and such is babysitting, you know, they've got a babysitting job, uh, nobody's supposed to be in the house, but you go over there and you're sitting there making out on the couch while the kid's sleeping or something like that, you know, a couple times that, that went south, it wasn't something that, I was there a few occasions when that was going on, you know, you're trying to find, the thing is, you're young, you're hormonal, you're trying to get laid, you're trying to fucking, uh, grow up, you need your privacy, you need your, you need to do so, I mean, I don't expect kids today, I don't know what they do or where they go to fool around, when I was a kid, we would go to the, um, we'd go to the friggin' roller rink, right, or we'd go to the firehouse dance, and, you know, there would be chaperones or whatever, but the music is loud, the lights were low, you know, flashing, and, you know, you go, you buy your girlfriend a slice of pizza and a soda, and she sits on your lap, and you get a fucking boner, and you're like, oh my god, like, it's just, it's a, um, it's a great feeling and a terrible feeling altogether, because, you're just experiencing it for the first time, and you're like, oh my god, I'm like lovesick, you know, and you're, you're trying to just, <clears throat> trying to get laid, we're hormonally programmed to do this, but not hormonally programmed to fucking lie, don't do that shit, man. move, man, so now they're going to get punished and learn a hard lesson, um, that's the way the cookie crumbles, you know, so as I was saying, maybe I'm a little bit of, maybe I got a little gypsy blood in me, you know? Maybe my family from way back there at corners that aspects of genealogy that my my mother she talked a great deal about everybody who was a war hero or was uh, you know a farmer or whatever she never said anything about the carnies maybe I've got some carny uh, gypsy blood in me and long ago long ago we would travel from here, there, and everywhere, set up circus tents, and entertain people however we could to turn a bucket to support our families. It would be, it would be a pretty interesting if that was the case. So I guess I'm just coming full circle and I'm coming clean. Maybe gypsies that I'm interested about, that I'm passing judgment on, maybe we're not so different, and uh, maybe we're all a little bit gypsy as Americans, you understand what I'm saying? Alright, I'm done, I gotta go pick up my son at freaking football practice, give him a ration of shit too.